When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. The Hartford understands protecting your business with the proper insurance can be a challenge. The Hartford team can provide coverage to suit your industry. The Hartford empowers mid- to large-size companies like yours to help manage risk, from liability and property insurance to workers' comp and more. Let the Hartford help protect what's unique about your business. Learn how at thehartford.com. Live from our nation's capital, this is Bloomberg Sound On. This was never an effective Afghan force. It was much smaller than the figures people have quoted. It's a 20-year waste to get back to where we started. Bloomberg Sound On. Politics, policy, and perspective from D.C.'s top names. We've got a real threat with climate change. If we don't do everything in our power, this crisis we're in will only loom larger. We just did more than a trillion dollars in infrastructure. We put it on the president's desk. That's a big win. Bloomberg Sound On with Joe Matthew on Bloomberg Radio. We're live from Washington where President Biden is about to lay down a new mandate for vaccines among federal workers as part of a wider plan to fight COVID that will impact private companies with 100 or more employees. We will bring you the president's remarks live from the White House as soon as he speaks. And that could be at any moment. We'll also talk about this new plan with Donna Shalala, former congresswoman who served as Secretary of Health and Human Services in the Clinton administration. And the panel today, Bloomberg Politics contributor, Democratic analyst, Jeannie Shanzano and Republican strategist Ash Wright, senior vice president of Gate 23 Strategies, saying we've been patient, but our patience is wearing thin. President Biden addressing the nation on his latest plans to fight COVID, a six-pronged plan, as the White House calls it. Thanks for joining us on Bloomberg Radio. No questions there for the president. This is Bloomberg Sound On. I'm Joe Matthew. The president spoke on schedule right at the top of the hour as we were taking air And, of course, we promise to bring that to you in its entirety. The six-point plan, including an executive order mandating executive branch federal employees and contractors to be vaccinated without the option for masking and testing. Well, we also heard the president issuing new rules for large employers, those with 100 or more employees, to require vaccines or regular testing, remembering The president said the 4th of July, the U.S. was close to declaring its independence from COVID. White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki was asked about that today, how we got here in September. Well, the reason we're here is because people have not gotten vaccinated, 80 million of them. Uh, Not because of any other reason, not because of a speech, not because of CDC guidance, uh, not because of uh, any other reason. Joining us now to talk about all of this is an authority. Donna Shalala, former Democratic congresswoman from Florida, served as the nation's secretary of health and human services for many years in the Clinton administration. Madam Secretary, welcome back to Bloomberg Radio. We're glad to have you. Is the president going in the right direction with these requirements, particularly for private companies? Absolutely. The president of the United States has just thrown the kitchen sink at the COVID um, epidemic. And he's, he's taken everything the public health scientists and uh, government officials have recommended 
and put it all in one big strategy to try to get closure on COVID. And he's basically, this is an economic strategy, by the way. This is a strategy to get our economy back up and going. And I have always believed, in fact, a year ago, I said the only way we were going to get this done is when American business threw up their hands and said, everybody's got to get vaccinated that works for us. It also means that uh, hospitals don't have to compete against each other. If, if hospital workers decide they don't want to get vaccinated, they will not be able to find another job in another hospital. And that's really important. Uh, people that want to quit their jobs will have trouble finding another job because everybody is going to have to get vaccinated. Mm -hmm. And when he said federal contractors, that's most of the largest corporations in this country. Just think about the defense establishment that's going to be uh, affected by this. All of the large contractors to the Defense Department. And so we're talking about millions of people now being required to get vaccinated. Millions. Uh, but I think the president made another point that is so important, and that is everybody talks about freedom, but no one has the right to infect our children, particularly uh, those under 12 who can't get vaccinated. Mm -hmm. uh, they're really at risk if their families aren't vaccinated, if the people around in their community aren't vaccinated. And uh, I just my heart breaks for children that are in our hospitals um, in ICUs who had no chance of getting vaccinated and are getting sick. Private companies and contractors, to your point, private companies with 100 or more workers, again, would have to require those employees to be vaccinated or tested weekly or face fines, I understand, of $14,000 per violation if those were in fact pursued. Do you worry, Secretary, about a scenario in which states with low vaccination rates like for instance, Texas or your own state of Florida, getting into protracted legal battles with the federal government over this? You just heard the president say he will use his powers to move those governors in the way out of the way. What are we walking into here? Well, we're walking into a big federalism debate. But, uh, you know, I'm in many ways, so many of these companies now have cover to demand that their workers get vaccinated. Look, my father was a Republican and a small businessman. He had more than 100 employees because he owned a couple of grocery uh, stores. He would have welcomed this. He would have told all of his employees to get vaccinated. He would have, would have put a sign outside of his business that said, we're all vaccinated. Come on in. We heard earlier uh, from Jen Psaki, again, the White House press secretary, about the way this would work if federal workers or others in the mandate here do not get their vaccination. You ran a massive federal agency, Secretary. Listen to what she said. We expect federal employees will have about 75 days to be fully vaccinated. That gives people more than enough time, in our view, to start and complete their vaccination series. If a federal worker fails to comply, they will go through the standard HR process, uh, which includes counseling uh, and face uh, disciplinary action, uh, face progressive disciplinary action. The HR process will sound familiar to people working in the private sector, uh, Secretary. Once you get on that track, uh, it often ends with a firing. Is that how this should end for people who don't comply? Look, um, I, no one wants to fire anyone. Everybody has to play an education role. 
to make sure they answer people's questions, they reassure them about the safety of the vaccines. The last thing that any employer in this country, whether it's the federal government, whether it's my own department of HHS, whether it's a university, the last thing we want to do is fire an employee. So I think employers are are pretty sophisticated. They're going to do everything they can to put their arms around their employees mm-hmm. and and figure out a way to answer their questions, to reassure them, um, but at the same time to be very firm about protecting other employees and the children in the community. So they're going to have to make the case and, and do it in a thoughtful way. Uh, I've convinced a lot of people to get vaccines hmm. more by listening to them and listening to their concerns than by anything else. Uh, so the um, at the end, some employees may get fired, but we're going to do everything we can in this country uh, to avoid that by making the case that in protecting themselves, they're protecting those around them and those they love and all the little children in their communities. Who wants to take responsibility for infecting little children? I can't think of anyone in my community that would want to do that. It's Donna Shalala, former Secretary of Health and Human Services. Uh, We understand each agency here in the federal government or in the executive branch uh, will have its own form of attestation or proof of vaccination uh, Secretary, how would you handle that if you were still at HHS? Would you want to see a vaccine card? Yeah, I'll probably ask the employees to download their vaccine cards, which is what a number of businesses are already doing. Yeah, as opposed um, to an honor but system. Certainly, as a, but in addition to that, to offer vaccines on site to make it very convenient for people to get their vaccines. I wonder if you think, based on everything I've heard you say, Secretary, if you think these new mandates are overdue, the president, again, was preparing to declare victory at the beginning of the summer. Then Delta took hold. Is this too little too late or is he keeping up with the curve here? You know, timing is everything. They tried every voluntary effort and everybody did that they possibly could, um, including um incentivizing um, businesses around the country and a number of businesses stepped up, but it's not the Delta virus. It's the one after that. And this mutation could be very serious after this one, as Tony Fauci has indicated. So we've got to get closure now. We just have run out of time. And that's why I think that what the president has done is hit all the buttons and said, We have a comprehensive, overwhelming strategy, and I'm going to use my leadership to get it done, to protect all of us. Based on the time you've spent in the White House and in Washington, you know as well as anyone, Secretary, that the president hears things the rest of us don't, at least sometimes uh, ever or sometimes months before. Do you think he is being warned by Dr. Fauci and others of, of new variants like you mentioned that could be worse than Delta? I think it's a combination of things. Um, uh, Tony Fauci is starting and the scientists are starting to talk about uh, what will happen if we don't get our arms around this. But, you know, the president has such empathy. I think he's listening to people that are concerned about their communities uh, not stepping up. 
and asking for presidential leadership. I think he's really concerned about the little kids in this country. The fact that a quarter of all the people in our hospitals are children is just scary because that's our future. If the president is responsible for anything, it's about protecting the future, and that means protecting the kids. Former Secretary of Health and Human Services, former Congresswoman from Florida, Donna Shalala, we thank you for being with us on Bloomberg Sound On. Face it, your business is unique. It faces challenges and risks that are specific to your industry and to the skills you and your team bring to every challenge. You need experienced insurance professionals. The Hartford accepts the challenge. The Hartford understands that protecting your business with the proper insurance can be a challenge. The Hartford team can help provide coverage to suit your industry. The Hartford empowers mid- to large-sized companies like yours to easily manage risk, from liability and property insurance to workers' comp and more. With experience in underwriting, risk engineering services, and claims, the Hartford faces any challenge to deliver innovative, customizable solutions that your industry and your unique company demand. Let the Hartford help protect what's unique about your business. Learn how at thehartford.com. You're listening to Bloomberg Sound On with Joe Matthew on Bloomberg Radio. President Biden lays down new orders to fight COVID. If you haven't gotten the vaccine yet, you may be about to go. So tonight, I'm announcing that the Department of Labor is developing an emergency rule to require all employers with 100 or more employees that together employ over 80 million workers to ensure their workforces are fully vaccinated or show a negative test at least once a week. Suggesting that Labor Secretary Marty Walsh is about to get involved in this, and I'm sure we'll be speaking publicly about it for our our somewhat new listeners in Boston. I mean, Mayor Walsh. So President Biden addresses the nation from the state dining room, and we're joined now by the panel, Bloomberg Politics contributor, Democratic analyst Jeannie Shanzano, and Republican strategist Ash Wright, senior vice president of Gate 23 Strategies. Thanks to you both for for being here. I want to hear from both of you on this. It was uh, a very deliberately seemed rehearsed speech in its delivery, the president looking directly into the camera as he got, I won't say emotional, but passionate at times, Jeannie, in making these announcements here. If we've already got a nation that's split between vaccinated and unvaccinated, is this going to help? It won't help with that, but but it should help because this is really a very strong and very sweeping announcement by the White House at, you know, this six prong plan. You heard a clearly frustrated president and he used the word frustrated. Talk about the fact that this is a you know, this is a pandemic of the unvaccinated. These 80 million Americans, 25 percent who can get vaccinated but have chosen not to. And so he is going to use the full power of the executive branch to move us in the direction of, you know, about, they say this might impact about 100 million. And, you know, the numbers that he talked about are important to underscore. Daily news ca- new case rates of 150,000. And you have Dr. Fauci and others saying we need to be well below 10,000. So we've got a really long way to go on that. And the president is going to try to push us there. I think he's going to face some pushback. We've already heard some of that from the unions. Yeah. But he's going to, to push us there as much as he can within the, the the within the law and the constitution that's right we just talked to donna shalala who suggested we could be in for a major debate over federalism what happens when 
the executive branch of the federal government starts mandating the way employers, granted large employers in this case, operate themselves. Right. It's not going to be pretty, frankly. Uh, I, w- I would assume that a lot of states will be filing lawsuits as early as tonight, uh, tomorrow morning, because part of, part of the issue here is that um, states tend to regulate the hiring firing that companies do. And, and, and so as Joe Biden kind of, kind of puts these rules and regulations as to who can be in the workforce and who can't, even if they're at larger companies, a lot of that, un- you know, do those employers get unemployment benefits? And the un- unemployment benefits are paid for by the state, you know, and that makes taxes on the small business go- owner go up. And so there's going to be a lot of kind of red tape to comb through a lot of this. Mm-hmm. What I personally, uh, you know, as a conservative would have hoped from the president, I, you know, just to be frank, I thought when he used the line and said, this isn't about freedom and personal choice. I thought he lost the unvaccinated in the speech. Mm. And, and I wish that he'd have come out with more of a passionate kind of let's do this versus just kind of, a you know, putting my thumb on, on rule over you. And I think that's how people are going to take it. And I would also, you know, kind of question the ability of and I'm sorry it takes so long, but but aiming it at companies that are 100 employers are over because we know that it's typically the um, the more poverty-based section of our society that's still unvaccinated. But those are not the people that are making, you know, 35 plus, 35,000 plus or more at companies of 100 or more. And so although it will affect 100 million Americans, I would I would think a mass, a mass majority of those 100 million are already vaccinated. Mm-hmm. And I would want him to see do more to, um, you know, to help those that living in poverty with like mobile vaccination, you know, trucks going through neighborhoods, et cetera. Uh, I wish you'd have taken that route. But, um, you know, but I, you know, I think we're in for a long fight. Ash, I think you isolated one of the most important parts of the speech. Here's how the president said it. This is not about freedom or personal choice. It's about protecting yourself and those around you, the people you work with, the people you care about, the people you love. Now, I want you both to just give me a second on this, because I read in Politico a story this morning about the Reverend Henning Jacobson, who was a minister, lived in Cambridge, Massachusetts, in the early 1900s, refused a local mandate to take the smallpox vaccine. Cambridge had a mandate back then. The case Henning versus Massachusetts went all the way to the Supreme Court. Same personal liberties argument that many conservatives are using right now. And you know what? He lost. The court ruled that Henning was in fact violating the liberties of his neighbors by spreading the disease. So not only has the argument not changed in over a hundred years, Jeannie, but if this goes to the high court, this is the case that would in fact be the legal precedent. Nothing has changed in a century. No, it's it's a great precedent to talk about because nothing has changed. And of course, you know, the states, uh, the government have police powers. They oftentimes make decisions that are in the interest of the health, safety, well-being and quite frankly, morals of their community. And in these kinds of cases, they may very well go to court. But when it comes to this issue, and I think this is where OSHA and the Labor Department are going to be on strong ground, mm-hmm. there is a strong backing for them to say this is in the interest, the safety and health of the public. So we have a right to demand this. I do agree with Ash, though, that the language is important. And and that is something I think the president has to be very careful about. I would have liked, he did this toward the end, I would have liked more focus on the economic aspect of this as well. He did that towards the end. But the impact on our economy, if businesses still can't come back, who thought they were going to come back this fall, those are big impacts. I think he's got to focus there 
as well and implore people that we our economy is going to continue to falter if we don't get this under control. Ash Wright, do we have, if, if you're right, lawsuits being filed tonight, are those going to be from private employers or also from states as the president here opens a new front, it sounds like, against uh, Ron DeSantis and others suggesting he would use the power of the presidency, promising that he would to get those governors, as he said, out of the way? Right. I, I think it will be primarily the states. I'm sure there will be some employers that do it, but I think primarily it's going to be attorney generals that represent conservative states. And they're going to use the argument and say that the Department of Education doesn't have the right to come in and say, make up the pay for a teacher or require a teacher to be paid. Also, uh, you know, to, to require medical personnel to be vaccinated, which I think is interesting. It's hard for me to imagine there's a lot of medical, um, you know, medical workforce that is unvaccinated. But, um, but you know, a lot of those states, a lot of those hospitals are also state funded. And so I think they'll sue on those grounds that this is an overreach of federal um, of federal um, uh, laws. But I, I will say to Jeannie's point, I think that what they actually did right was use the Department of Labor. I mean, there are a lot of laws that the Department of Labor traditionally in our history is there to protect the consumer and the worker. So, for example, when you walk into a bathroom and there's a sign up that says all employees must wash their hands, you know, is the vaccine really that different? Because that law is there to ensure the safety of who's making your food or who's touching your products. And so right. I think they have a lot of standing and will ultimately be successful. So those lawsuits that'll be filed by the states will not succeed. Is that right, Ash? Well, I think they'll su- they won't succeed on behalf of the employers. And, and I'm just predicting. I'm not, you know, but because it's kind of fresh. But I would I would assume that the Department of Labor would have standing ground and would be successful. What I don't think will be successful is the ability to come in and have an impact on locally controlled education in states like Texas or Florida, mm-hmm. Oklahoma, et cetera. No matter which way these lawsuits go, assuming they are filed, Jeannie, is you're going to have Ron DeSantis, John Abbott, and others raising a lot of money on that speech, no? They are, and this is what the president, you know, has been trying to avoid. He's been trying to avoid politicizing this any more than it already is. But quite frankly, given the way the numbers are, he really has no choice but to come out with a heavy hand on this. And one thing I thought was very interesting, as you look at some of the union statements that are just coming out, they are saying, quite frankly, they agree. The data is clear. Getting vaccinated is important. But what they want is they wanted the opportunity to negotiate it. They don't want workers being forced. They want workers to have a voice in their working conditions. So that's something that the administration is going to contend with in addition to what happens at the state attorney general level and others. So it's going to be fascinating to see how quickly these mandates are challenged. I think it's going to be very quick. Ash Wright, the president said it himself. We're in for a tough stretch and it could last a while. That sounds to me like we're going to be having this debate for the rest of this year, at least as we get into the cold season. And it's going to be the backdrop for all of the other debates in Washington. Reconciliation, debt ceiling, funding the government. How do you do it all at once? Yeah, I don't know that they can, frankly. Um, And, you know, I think that you're right that we're in for this for the rest of the year. I think it's going to take months for these. Um, you know, these new mandates to actually be confirmed at the Supreme Court level. Um, as we know, you can delay and delay and delay in court. Um, but, you know, I think ultimately what's going to happen is that, you know, the Senate and the Congress will push through the budget, the $3.5 trillion budget that Schumer is pushing. I think that'll go through relatively quick. I think the COVID will just kind of be a distraction on the back end. But the debate 
the debate in D.C., this COVID debate is going to cover up a lot of the other policy like the transportation bill, et cetera, that they're pushing in D.C. We're just about out of time here, Jeannie. Does reconciliation still pass with this? Yes or no? Yes, at, yes, at like yes. 1.52. <laughs> low, low, right. Not with 3.5, Joe. <laughs> That's a real answer. I love that. Jeannie Shane Zeno, Republican strategist, Ash Wright. I'm Joe Matthew. This is Bloomberg. Top Thrill 2 is like no other course. Two 420-foot vertical speedways, three launches. All right, let's talk strategy. Copy that, driver. Go for maximum acceleration off the start. Measure that. You've got a short straightaway to push from 0 to 74 on the first vertical speedway. And what about the rollback? Rollback will set you up for an explosive reverse climb 420 feet in the sky so you reach 0 Gs in total weightlessness. 420 feet of straight-up speed. Let's get it. Top Thrill 2, the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch Stratocoaster. Get your tickets at cedarpoint.com. The Hartford understands protecting your business with the proper insurance can be a challenge. The Hartford team can provide coverage to suit your industry. The Hartford empowers mid- to large-size companies like yours to help manage risk, from liability and property insurance to workers' comp and more. Let the Hartford help protect what's unique about your business. Learn how at thehartford.com.